Well, hello. It is Friday, March 13th, 2020. Insane time to be alive. Insane time to be living. I guess those two are kind of the same thing, but you get it. I mean, this is a wild motherfucking time right now. This is crazy. But we will survive. We will thrive. It's going to take a little bit for all of us to kind of buy in, but I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. We talk about it all today. We talked to Dan Orlovsky. I think he tells us that his wife has coronavirus, I think. I think. I mean, you're going to have to tell for yourself, but I mean, this is a crazy time. And what our job is, is to give you a little mental vacation through this little thing. We'll be releasing more stuff on our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show for the next couple of weeks, trying to. You know, be a little bit of an outlet for happiness because I think the world's about to get a little bit different. I mean, it already has, but I think for the next couple of weeks it's going to happen. And my job as one of the uh, world's biggest stooges is to provide entertainment, opinion, thought. And that's what we're going to try to do for the next few weeks. Now, our presenting sponsor is SeatGeek. And I'll tell you what. I had a chance to talk with the folks at SeatGeek the past couple of days. This is never in a million years something I would think would happen, but the secondary ticket market in the world that we're currently living in is a tough one right now. And SeatGeek has been with creators since the beginning. They're our first ever sponsor. You look at basically everybody on YouTube, most podcasts that you listen to, SeatGeek has been a supporter and a backbone for a lot of the people that are in this world of content creation. And right now they're battling. And there's not a a lot of live events happening. Any. So my T's and P's are going to the fine people over at SeatGeek. And everybody knows that SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and the moon. But right now, they're struggling like a lot of people are, like a lot of businesses are about to. But since they're the greatest ticket-buying platform on planet Earth and the moon, they will survive. And when they do, and when we're on the other side of this, just know that when we're on the other side of this, I think we're going to respect, appreciate, and be grateful for live events and for getting out of the house and experiencing things again. And maybe not being so heavy into our phones. And maybe we'll decide to get out there and live a little bit more. I feel like a lot of people are going to be cooped up for a while. This is what we have to do, though. We have to stop the spread or slow down the spread is what all these people that have degrees are saying on the television. But when we get to the other side of it, it's going to be a beautiful time to go experience a live event. And I would say right now that if you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. And promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order. Right now, there's really nothing to order. So we will wait. And once we as a people and as a society and civilization stop the spread of this COVID-19 disease, we'll get back to experiencing live events. And to our friends at SeatGeek, we know it's going to be a tough couple weeks here. Who knows how long? I just wanted to say thank you for helping us in our company since day one. Also, March Madness is here and there couldn't be a more fitting sponsor. 
Support for this show comes from Manscaped, and they are here to remind you to keep your balls clean. As many of our basketball fans know, ball is life, and our friends at Manscaped want to assist you when it's time for you to hit your game winner. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, and they have the right tools for the job. That's why Manscaped has focused their resources on designing the best ball trimmer out there, their Lawnmower 3.0. This third-generation electric trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents, millions and millions of testes are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AMERICA at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. 20% off free shipping, code AMERICA at manscaped.com. Absolutely insane time to be alive in the world right now. It feels like we're living in a movie or the beginning of a movie. There's videos popping out of cities in Italy where the entire place is on lockdown, quarantined for 30 days because the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic has spread the country too thin. Their medical can't keep up with all of the cases. Obviously, everything that we've learned yesterday, things being suspended, things being canceled, unprecedented decisions are being made due to this pandemic, the COVID-19 virus, that is taking over everything. If I'm gonna read off everything that was affected yesterday and changed yesterday, you're gonna think that we are making things up. But yesterday, Wednesday, March 11th, will be a day that will be talked about in the sports world and in the world 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. We're doing research. The last time something of this magnitude happened was in 1919 for the NHL Stanley Cup when the Spanish flu was flying around and they couldn't finish the series because the players were too sick. So there was no Stanley Cup awarded in 1919. Here we are in 101 years later and now the thought of March Madness, which is right on the horizon, happening is one where I think we all, much to the chagrin of our happiness and much to the chagrin of those student human athletes who have worked all year for their moments and their one shining moment to potentially happen and to live a lot, live forever as a legend and folklore in your university and potentially make a run at a national championship for your college basketball squad. Mark Emmert made an announcement saying that there'll be no fans in the stands because basically everywhere is saying that if you're in a gathering of more than 250 plus people, that is something that we cannot have. So with the COVID-19, the NCAA, which we all un very much understand that they love money. Mm -hmm. The NCAA loves business. They love money. And they will say that they have to be do this to survive so they can take care of all student human athletes, not just in sports that generate and garner billions and billions of dollars. But they're saying like, hey, there'll be no fans in the stands, so then maybe we'll move the games out of the arenas and stadiums that they're in and stuff like that. But I think we're living in a world where we all very much understand, especially after watching what happened last night, where from the Oval Office, the president had to address this and shut down flights from Europe for 30 days. In the NBA suspending their season in an unprecedented fashion, let's assume that that March Madness is probably not going to happen. Mm. 
And this is a wild, trying time for people. People are being told they can't come to work for 14 days. Buildings are being locked down, shut down. Nebraska's basketball team was literally locked in Bankers Life Stadium last night, quarantined because they thought their coach potentially had the coronavirus. That's four blocks from here. Turns out he just had influenza A. He was very, very sick. But this is something that is happening everywhere right now. Everything's being affected. And the world is one that we would have never thought or imagined to happen. We would have thought this was a movie. But I'm going to read off what all happened yesterday, okay? This came from a tweet from a man named Brian Fisher, okay? Brian Fisher, Fisher with a S-C-H there. These are the chronological series of events on Wednesday, March 11th, okay? 12.05 GMT, I have no idea what that is. Manchester City Arsenal match postponed. 11.34 a.m. Rutgers closes its athletic events to fans. 12.27 p.m. College Football Hall of Fame class of 2020 is announced. Congrats to them. <laughs> David Pollock, college game day one in. Um, 12.42 p.m. CBI tournament canceled. At 1.16, Wall Street Journal says MLB is exploring alternate sites for its games. One uh, at... At 150, Columbus Blue Jackets close home games to fans. 155, Tulsa football players are quarantined. 210, Golden State Warriors close home games to fans. 235, Seattle versus LA XFL game to be played in front of no fans. 244, the Ohio government confirms NCAA games in Ohio will be without fans. 258, U.S. State Department bans non-essential travel. 3 o'clock, Ivy League cancels all sporting events. 311, Penn State closes athletic events to fans. 347, Washington closes athletic events to fans. 415, NCAA advises against holding sports events with fans. 430, NCAA says NCAA tournament will be played without fans. 450, Italy shuts down commercial activity. 524, Michigan cancels its spring game. 6 o'clock, Juventus footballer, soccer player, Daniel Rugani tests positive for coronavirus. 619, Maryland closes athletic events to fans. 633, San Jose Sharks close home games to fans. 638, Big Ten closes men's basketball tournament and all spring sports to fans. Big 12 limits men's basketball tourney to teams, 125 tickets and no cheerleaders. Whoa. 7.30, Oregon, TCU, close athletic events to fans. Boston College, ACC, Ohio State, Nevada, Jazz Thunder game, then gets postponed at 8.40. 8.49, the American Athletic Conference closes men's basketball tournament to fans. Ohio State cancels their spring game. Pac-12 closes the men's basketball tournament to fans. President Trump then announces a, a Europe travel ban at 9.04. 9.06, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson say they're pet tested positive for coronavirus in Australia. 9.11, the SEC closes the men's basketball tournament to fans. 9.27, Rudy Gobert reportedly test positive for coronavirus just two days after touching every person's microphone and recording device that's in front of them mocking the coronavirus which then led to the NBA season being suspended at 9.31. 9.52, Conference USA closes the tournament to fans. Texas closes athletic events to fans. NABC cancels convention in Atlanta. Pelicans-Kings game postponed at 10.38. 10.40, Nebraska head coach Fred Hoiberg taking the hospital. We talked about that last night. Then at 10.44, Big East closes men's uh, Madison Square Garden to fans. 11.20, Oklahoma officials arrived to test jazz players for coronavirus. 11.30, the WAC men's basketball quarterfinal postponed due to a medical situation 934 the g league gets suspended and in 943 they finally confirm that the nebraska head coach just had influenza yesterday sports as we know it were completely affected sports without fans professional sports without fans what is a sport that doesn't have fans irrelevant but if a sporting event 
is forced to have no fans because of a coronavirus, because of an, a pandemic, what is it then? It's just a practice game, it feels like, for the players. That's why anytime you heard the NBA players talk about playing in front of no fans, they mentioned how weird it would be, how they didn't want to do it. Matt Barnes said it on Get Up yesterday. LeBron James' first reaction was, I don't want to do it. And I think the NBA realized that that would be a very interesting thing for them to have to go against because nobody wants to be the people that held a large gathering, somebody in that audience or in that crowd shared the COVID-19 with everybody else. They go home, people end up dying. Now you're a terrible person. If everybody else is canceling things and you're choosing not to cancel things, you're rolling the dice is what everybody's thinking. This COVID-19 has taken over the world, the entire world. Those videos out of Italy were insane yesterday. Just masked up, hazmat suited up, with vans driving around, spraying down the streets. Everybody's locked in their apartments, quarantined in their apartments. Unless one person wants to go to the store and come back, that's okay. You just can't go in groups. There's a three-meter rule where you're not allowed to be around people. I mean, people are saying that if this doesn't happen for two weeks, the contagion, the spread of the COVID-19 virus will be insane. And that's why it is very sad to think that March Madness is inevitably going to get canceled. And those student human athletes who played their asses off all season aren't going to get a chance to have their one shining moment potentially. But it feels like if you have that tournament and those players are sweating on each other and one person has it and spreads it to another person and that person goes and daps up their grandpa after the game and their grandpa passes away, who's the terrible person in that whole thing? We're living in un unprecedented territory, an unprecedented world, and we actually have a duty here to go live every single day to talk about it. Charles Barkley, big voice and face of March Madness every single year. Shut it down. If you look around and ask the government officials that are hosting these March Madness games, I would assume they're like, shut it down. What if you suspended it though from March to May? And all of a sudden, May Madness is running wild on you. And then immediately after May, you have the NBA playoff run happening through the summer, June and July, potentially even into August. And then you have the NFL season directly after that. Are we talking about a potential COVID-19 pandemic trying to say fornicate us? And we're saying, no, no, fornicate you, COVID-19. We're actually going to make this schedule for the summer even better. Yeah, we're going to take a break. Yeah, things are going to be shut down. Yeah, we're going to have to battle a little bit inside the bunker but whenever we come out on the other side we're going to be stronger we're going to be better we're going to be smarter we're going to be cleaner and as a society we're going to be more together that is what things like this do to humans they bring us together they don't separate us let's use hand sanitizer let's wash our asses and let's battle against this ass COVID-19 uh, joining us now is a man that you can see on ESPN basically every hour of every day. He's on every single show. Uh, joining us, former quarterback in the NFL, Dan Orlovsky. Dan, uh, first question. Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, Dan, first question, Dan. Do you remember when you just showed up on TV one day and had glasses? Do you remember when you did that? Yeah, I do, Pat. Mine fit a lot better than yours do right now, though. Yours are struggling, right? Yeah. You know, it looks like they're going to burst out the side of the head right there. Well, I have a massive brain. Everybody knows <laughs> yeah. that. Speaking, well. of yeah, well. <laughs> Speaking of massive brain, every time we get a chance to watch you on television, the boys here, we very much enjoy it because you are so good at what you do. I'm being serious. I, we watch you on the internet. You are just this dry 
You remember that? Just dry. Oh, yeah. oh my God. It was it was like spoiled milk whenever you're talking yeah. on the internet. And now you're come up to getting on ESPN. You are must-see television right now, Dan Orlovsky, and I think that's oh. been fun to watch. Well, thank you for that, Patrick. It's so nice. Uh, it's 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 incredible to hear you say that. It means so much. I have I've had a ton of fun this fall and not much this spring, but fall working with you. Um, hopefully, we get to do it again. I have a lot of fun doing it, man. You know that. Well, Dan, you are very good at what you do. I'm excited to see where you go in this world. Thanks, uh, bro. We could talk about the COVID nineteen thing, but you just got nah. back from Disney World, so <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Dude, we just got back from Disney World. Yeah. How about you know, like we got, and I'm not a germaphobe, but we got back from Disney World. We we were those people like getting on the airplane. We went to our kids and be like, "Don't you touch anything on that airplane before I wipe it." So we went crazy with that. Off every ride, we were like hand sanitizer everywhere, spraying it in our face. Um, and then we got home Wednesday night. No, Tuesday night at like one o'clock in the morning. We get an email from our town Wednesday, school shut down, after school activities shut down. Then last night going to bed, I go upstairs to sleep. My wife is laying in front of the toilet, non-responsive to me. I'm like, what is wrong with you? She won't even respond to me. So like she doesn't feel good. So I'm kind of bugging right now. Do you want me to do this interview with my mouth covered? (laughs) No, I'm very thankful you're there and we're here though. And I I think – in a real serious you should definitely look into that and lock yourself in your room for the next two weeks from what i've been told no, we're we're not going anywhere we're we are locking ourselves in the house this is a wild time to be alive have you and we talked about how in 1919 here's a stat you might not know in 1919 the nhl did not award a stanley cup to anybody because the spanish flu had hit the final the two teams in the final so hard they couldn't finish the series that's the only other time i can really think of something being affected this much march madness is not going to happen i I mean, no, and it shouldn't. I think it's going to get moved, though. Is there any, you, th- you now, granted, you're a football guy, but you're in the ESPN world. I think if that gets moved to May, now that would be a lot of extra work on those teams just to practice for an entire month. Kentucky Dig said this early, might get good at defense because Calipari doesn't practice defense until like last <laughs> week. But if this gets moved to May and then the NBA season goes through the summer, then it leads right into football. I mean, on the other side of this terrible, terrible thing, could be some brighter days ahead. Yeah, it could be a lot of fun. Like usually summer is kind of a slow time for sports too. Like it, it could give so many people some, you know, because if you're if you're not like a big time baseball person, you know, it gives the you world. A, a, you know a bunch of yeah a bunch of different options to do sports wise in the summer. I've never experienced anything like this. But I, I like Windhorse was on ESPN today and he said something that made a lot of sense to me. Like be early, don't be late. And I think like a lot of these, you know, a lot of what's going on now is about that and. I'm not smart enough. I like that coach who just tells everybody to shut their mouth and listen to people who are smart. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to cop out of things. But the, <laughs> um, the uh, our, our big angle is if you're somebody right now that hosts a live event or has a, lot of, a large gathering, right, and something happens at mm-hmm. your event with all these other people canceling things and travel being banned from Europe and an entire country on lockdown and cities in the United States having the National Guard quarantining people in and not allowing people. If you're somebody that has an event and somebody gets sick there and then somebody spreads it and somebody dies, you're not going to be able to live with that. For you're, you're a terrible person. That's where we're at right now in the stage. And I have no idea how much longer this will go. I think none of us know. We're all hoping a couple weeks. We're all hoping a month at max. I mean, it's one of those things. But free agency is about to hit now in the NFL. Yeah. 
free agency is going to get affected by this. People traveling for visits, people going to different places, people maybe being scared to do things. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is calling for an extension on free agency or a delay of free agency, a delay on pro days because scouts aren't going to be able to do things. How do you think this affects that whole thing? And have you even thought about that? Well, I think the reality is this. Most teams in the NFL have their their like their free agent board, right? Their free agent list. And free agency was technically supposed to start four days from now or something like that. We were supposed to have the franchise tag today, the deadline. So I don't know if like the certainly the top tier free agent stuff, like is that really going to be affected? You and I are doing this over a FaceTime on our phone right now. Like I don't know if how much of that is going huh. to be affected. And I, I the CBA not being done or, or the CBA vote, you know, teams can, what, how many tags do they have? What, how much money can they actually spend? Like there's a lot of unknown. I don't think you can delay free agency that much because this is, you know, like teams have schedules teams, you know, we're in the middle of March right now. Free agency should start. And then the draft, like teams are constructing their rosters to lead into OTAs. Like if you delay free agency, then do you delay the draft? Because teams have put off some draft stuff because they've been solely focused on free agency. So like if you're going to minimize their ability to prepare for the draft, that's not necessarily fair for those teams. And then if you put off free agency, if you put off the draft, you put off the off-season activities. Players will not apply with that. Okay. Uh, we lost you there for a second. Then your all your voice and all your words came back in a second and a half period. So you sounded like Busta Rhymes and Twista there, but it was a very impressive Dan Orlovsky. You played in the NFL for 12 years as a quarterback. Starter in places, backup in places. You've been there, done that with everything. Tom Brady is going to have a new home. I, I mean, we're at the point now where I think everybody just understands he's probably going to have a new home. As of yesterday or today, it has come out that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready to put a full court press on getting Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. How do you think that would fit down there in Tampa? And do you think Bruce Arians and his offense, which revolves around a quarterback potentially taking some hits, would fare yeah. with Tom Brady at quarterback? I mean, everyone schematically is going to go, Brady doesn't fit Bruce Arians, right? Because Bruce Arians wants to push the ball downfield. And like you said, he wants his quarterback to stand in the pocket and he's going to take some shots. But I go back to, and you know this, when Peyton Manning moved on from Indy, and had to go and find a team, and he went to Denver. And he did not schematically fit Gary Kubiak's offense at all. But Kubiak was like, wait, I got a Hall of Famer here. I got to figure out a way to do some things differently. And he changed the way he called offensive plays, and they changed their offense. So schematically, Bruce Arians is smart enough, and you know Bruce, Genius. to go, wait, uh, yeah, I got a chance to get Tom Brady. Like, we could change our offense to make sure that he's doing what he feels comfortable he, I mean, would, would Mike Evans be the best receiver Brady's had since Randy Moss? Probably. You know, I mean, as far as talent-wise, Godwin is a monster. Their offensive line's pretty good. Their defense was better than last year. I think there's a couple things that are X factors for Tampa that make them super intriguing. They have the fourth most cap space in the NFL. So, like, if you're the general manager, right, Jason, huh. like, don't you call Brady and be like, all right, come on. And you could help construct our team for the next year or two. Like you can help us pick some free agents that you, you know, Tom watches so much tape. He sees everybody like help us pick some of these guys that you want. You know, I think that's a super intriguing aspect. Not only Evans, Antonio Brown probably coming right behind him. Now, Antonio mm. Brown's going to have to deal with the NFL investigation. Let's assume that he's suspended possibly for, or maybe not, by the way. We, we 
off the field, we know really nothing aside from what's being reported on the internet about Antonio Brown. But if Antonio Brown goes there, I mean, that offense is stacked. And if you have Bruce it, Arians, like kind of, and by the way, Clyde Christensen's down there, incredible quarterback yep. coach. I mean, you're talking about a potential to see an offense do some stuff that could be really creative and awesome. And here's the thing. You don't have to get through Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. Like that matters. Like, if you're looking, the Chiefs team is coming back basically in full next year. So, like, if, if I understand Brady's super competitive, all that stuff, but if you're going, like, what gives me the best chance to go back to the Super Bowl? It's the NFC. You know, no matter if, if it's Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, you have to get to the Super Bowl, and not going through those two guys is a big deal. I know the NFC. He's got Breeze and then that division and whatnot. But, like, especially if we do go to this 17-game season, that first week by is going to be massive. And so I just look at, like, the NFC teams as a much better fit than the AFC teams. NFC teams, there is a conversation out there. And I said it the day after the Super Bowl that it could potentially. You did. I did. I did about you Tom did. Brady going to the Niners and Jimmy G potentially getting moved out there. And I got – Slaughter. I mean, people came after me more than anything else. People are calling me Skip Bayless. People are telling me I'm a sellout. Don't do this, McAfee. You sold your soul because you're on TV. I'm like, no, no, this is just something that I think could potentially happen. If he goes to that Niners team, they potentially win the next four Super Bowls in my eyes. Okay, yeah. So I, when I heard you say that, I was like, no way, Pat. And then as I've thought about it Thank and you. as the months have come on, I'm like, wait, here's a couple reasons why to me this is a no-brainer on both sides. One, Tom Brady's viewpoint. That team is loaded with talent and Love. he gets the best guy or the most similar guy to Gronk and Kittle, right? Similar when it comes to the tight end. Uh -huh. Good offensive line, a defense that, what do you have to score? 20, 24 points a game and like your defense is, it, you're, you're gonna be good as a quarterback. You don't have to go score 30 points a game. And then, when you look at it from the 49ers perspective, everybody goes, well, why would they pass on the future of Jimmy G for the next 10 years? Because you're only going to have Tom Brady for a year or two. And that's a fair point. Kyle Shanahan has orchestrated three top five NFL offenses with three different quarterbacks. RG3, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo. So why would Kyle Shanahan sit back and be like, nope, the only way we could play good offensive football is if we have Jimmy for the next 10 years. Kyle's proven. Give me a good quarterback. Oh. I can take our offense to wherever I want it to go. It's so interesting because against the Packers in the NFC Championship game, Jimmy G – now, granted, I went to bat for Jimmy G because everybody was like, well, he's not a good quarterback. I think the fact that he didn't check into any throws actually made him a much selfless and a much better quarterback than people are giving him. They were able to run the ball for 186 yards before contact in the NFC Championship game. So people are like, would right. Tom Brady want to do that? It's like, yes, Tom Brady. Would. Any quarterback would want to be able to have a run game that can run for almost 200 yards before even contact happens because that opens up everything else, let alone if this Antonio Brown story is real, that he's going wherever Tom goes. If Antonio Brown's there with Kittle, Debo, Mostert, that offensive line, that defense. I mean, you're talking about the next three years probably of absolute dominance, and they're in the NFC, so they don't have to run into Patrick Mahomes, just like you said. I think Baltimore's going to have to figure out Marshall Yonda. I think they're going to have to figure that yes. out. I think that's yeah. that's a big deal. I think that's a much bigger deal than people could imagine. And if, and if you're Kyle Shanahan, and the narrative about you right now, no matter how good you are, is like, man, you fail in the Super Bowl. You choke in the Super Bowl. You can't get it done in the Super Bowl. If you're Kyle, you're looking at it going, wait. Like, I, may, I could get Tom Brady, and we'll get back to the Super Bowl. 
I, I've got the guy that can find, kind of finish it for me. And for Jimmy G, this sucks because you just put together a <laughs> hell of a year. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. And, and by the way, the Patriots don't own Tom Brady. So everybody's like, well, what are the Patriots going to trade or get it? It's like they're – that has to be figured out between the Niners and the Patriots. That has nothing to do with Tom Brady. That is Niners-Patriots figuring that out. Or Niners-whatever-other team where Jimmy G would end up. Who says Jimmy G automatically ends up back in New England if that's the case? Right. He could end up in any of these other places that are looking for a quarterback. And we have almost too many quarterbacks for the amount of spots that there is right now. Who's getting left out? Well, I think that you're going to get Jameis Winston left out with a starting quarterback opportunity. Did you see his workout the other day? You think he's not starting somewhere? <laughs> I was watching him do those reverse bear crawls, and I was like, why does it look like like you're pregnant? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, that, that looked bad. I would not have put that out. Like, I've had bad workouts that people have filmed before, and I'm like, yeah, don't put that out. I'll get roasted. By, maybe not the common man, but my old teammates that have seen people work out before will be like, Hey, that's didn't not it a look good, like. Oh, it's bad. Didn't it look like he was doing the the backwards bear crawl uphill, even though the ground was flat? <laughs> All right, <laughs> we have to get to a hard out here. Uh, you think Jameis is going to be the guy who ends up in us? You think Tannehill goes back to the Titans? I think Tannehill goes back to the Titans unless Tannehill becomes too expensive for the Titans and they move on to like Tom Brady as an option. Vrabel said he wants to get younger and cheaper at every position. That's a business of the NFL, which is very intriguing because he was asked about Tom Brady at that particular case. Wild world. I Dan, yeah. I appreciate watching you on television and friendship. Stay safe over there, will you, pal? You're the best, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, 12-year NFL quarterback, Dan Dad. That Niners thing is wild. Ugh. Tampa Bay would be crazy. Whatever Tom does is going to be insane. And ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, senior... Let me get this right. Senior lead NBA insider writer and analyst for The Athletic and Stadium, ladies and gentlemen, Sham Sharania. Sham! Sham, you look incredible. <laughs> I mean, you look absolutely incredible right now. Awesome. I think hopefully it's the show effect or something. Well, I hope so. I assume as being an insider, one of the biggest insiders in the NBA, the last 24 hours has been quite a whirlwind to you. When you found out, you just did a sit down with Rudy Gobert uh, two weeks ago. When you found out that he had the coronavirus, was it immediately after that you assumed that the NBA would be suspending its play or did that kind of happen at different times? Yeah, there's no question. The moment one player gets it, it was a shutdown period for the whole league and Pat, you did your homework. I was just with him at All-Star Weekend. Literally, he he, he had his warm-up, his, his uniform on for the, All-Star game, for the All-Star game on Sunday. He warms up, and then literally 50 minutes before the game at 7 p.m. in Chicago, he comes up to our studio setup and does a sit-down, you know, when we had our studio set up at the United Center for Stadium. And um, it, 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 it's surreal to think about just three weeks later where we stay in the NBA, him being the first player to test positive, now, Donovan Mitchell is the second positive test out of 50, you know, as I just reported, out of 58 tests administered last night by the Utah Jazz for their players, for personnel, he was the only one, Donovan Mitchell was, to test uh, positive. And so, um, I mean, this has just spread, um, you know, the outbreak that, that this has, has turned into has been remarkable. The panic that's, that's coming with it has been remarkable as well. Um, but there's no question, Pat, to answer your initial question, the moment you know, I found out last night that Rudy Gobert uh, tested positive. You need to make sure you're accurate. You need to make sure you're correct on it. You can't be wrong on a story that, you know, this isn't a sign. This isn't a trade. This isn't, you know, even a 
you know, torn meniscus injury. This is something way more serious. And so the moment that happened, the NBA, you know, I knew was going to shut down indefinitely. Well, the ripple effect from that was, okay, now one of the biggest sports leagues in the world is suspending play. Before we get to how long you expect this to potentially happen, we heard Mark Cuban this morning on Get Up talk about how there'll probably be seven game regular season, then they'll go into playoffs. They're thinking that it's potentially going to go into August. But the matter of fact is nobody has a single clue. But before we get back to that, are Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert close friends? Would they be the most in contact with each other? Is that why he potentially got it and none of the other 58 people that were tested? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm told Donovan Mitchell spent the last days, last day or so, you know, close with Rudy Gobert, sat next to him on the team flight, I was told, um, you know, sat next to him on the team bus, uh, oh, no. team buses yesterday, so, um, and, and Tuesday, so there's no question that, you know, they've been in close contact, closer contact than probably any other Jazz player personnel um, over the last couple of days. I right, thank you very much for your time. I know you're incredibly busy today. Congratulations, by the way, of being very good at your job. Before we let you go, can we ask, what, how long do you expect and what are you hearing for the timeline on this suspension? Uh, given what Mark Cuban said earlier, given with everything that you know and the knowledge and the insiders you've been talking to, how long is the NBA expecting this suspension to go? Because this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. And, you know, I would just be really educatedly guessing about whatever timetable I throw out there. The NBA has no idea when they're going to resume play, but in speaking with teams, owners, uh, GMs, presidents, I think, you know, the two to three to four week mark at a very bare minimum uh, has been, has been in their minds, you know, as soon as really three to four weeks, maybe, but you know, the, the fear, you know, could be that this lasts into six plus weeks. And so, you know, with this, you just don't know how fluid this becomes. You know, what, what Mark Cuban, you know, he, you know, I think team owners even have, have reiterated this since last night is that we want to make sure this situation is, is resolved 100% before resuming play. Yeah, nobody wants to be responsible for somebody getting the coronavirus and then somebody passing away. That's the world we're in right now. What will the players do during this three, four, five, six week break? Will they still practice? How will this get along? Because if they're not going to be around, like, how does this work? I think for the next several days, teams are administering self-quarantine uh, strategies. You know, the Toronto Raptors, I was told last night, were told to stay away from from anything, from essentially stay at home in self-quarantine for the next 14 days. So that's two weeks right there that one NBA team is telling its entire roster to not show up to anything, not do anything. So are they shooting on like, are they shooting on like the only time? Will they be shoot for the guys that don't have basketball courts in their house? Will they just be like practicing with like garbage cans? Shams? Like, how do you think they're going to stay at the top of their, How's this I work? mean, I, I, and that's why, you know, you're going to need, it's not just going to be a two week quarantine period. And then you can resume play. These guys are going to need to get ramped back up. Maybe one week of training. Um, I, I think a lot of, a lot of things are, are up in the air. Shams, I appreciate you so much. You can follow along at Shams Sharania, S-H-A-M-S-C-H-A-R-A-N-I-A. I appreciate you so, so much for joining us today. I know you're very busy. Uh, thanks for all the news. I can't wait to keep up with you, brother. Pat, thank you, man. See Ladies you. and gentlemen, Shams Sharania. Boost Mobile 
gives you everything you could want in a wireless carrier so you know exactly what you're getting and exactly what you're paying for. With no annual service contract, Boost Mobile offers a range of unlimited data plans and the latest phones from top brands at affordable prices. Service plans already include taxes and fees, plus mobile hotspot, unlimited music streaming, and more. Step up with Boost Mobile. Step up with Boost Mobile, super reliable, super fast network so you can post up and watch the games almost anywhere. Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast network is a slam dunk. Step up with Boost Mobile. Switch to Boost Mobile today and get four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited data. Holy shit. If you switch to Boost Mobile today, you get four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. Perfect for the whole family. A super reliable, super fast nationwide network to keep you connected. Switch to Boost Mobile. Switch now. Step up with Boost Mobile and switch today and get four lines for just $25 per line per month with unlimited data. Four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones. Perfect for the whole family. It's a super reliable, super fast nationwide network to keep you connected. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. Visit BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Includes mobile optimized streaming. Users using more than 35 gigs of data during billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. The four four lines for $25 per line per month with unlimited data and the four free Samsung Galaxy A20 phones are a limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only requires port and activation from eligible carrier. One free device per line. Users using more than 35 gigs of data during a billing cycle may be deprioritized during times of network congestion. Offers and coverage not available everywhere. See BoostMobile.com or retailer for full details. Boost Mobile. Okay, I like what you guys are pitching. Go to BoostMobile.com or a retailer and let's take advantage of what they got going on. Joining us now, Oklahoma City Thunder writer for The Athletic. Man that was at the game last night whenever the people were asked to leave the arena. This video is absolutely, it's wild to watch, to be honest. The PA announcer at the game had to tell people to leave. Since the game tonight has been postponed, you are all safe. And take your time in leaving the arena tonight and do so in an orderly fashion. Thank you for coming out tonight. We are all safe. And you can visit OKCThunder.com for updates on upcoming games. Please drive home safely. And good night, fans. There is a bear on the loose. Everybody panic is basically what just happened there. I assume that he was trying to do that in a manner that did not make people react in the fashion that they did. That shrieking yell by a lady immediately was a wild way to start that video once it hit the internet last night. A man that was there, Oklahoma City Thunder writer for The Athletic, Eric Horn. What up, Eric? Eric. Um, had you ever in your life imagined an event like last night happening when the Oklahoma City Thunder is making an announcement to the entire arena that's filled for a game? Like, hey, by the way, we're postponing this game because of a pandemic. Everybody just kind of orderly, just walk on out of here. You will get no refunds. Just have a good one. What was the scene like in the building? 
it was unlike anything I've ever seen in a, in, in a game. And, and I kind of tweeted this out with a story I wrote that I'd never been in an arena for like six or seven hours and never covered basketball. <laughs> it was, <laughs> uh, it was weird, man. It's like, you know, they, they, they're going through the intros and then they get ready to tip off. And all of a sudden the team doctor runs out and credit to him and uh, the staff for, for acting quickly. But then the first thing that was really off was the Thunder's assistant general manager was in that group with the team doctor and the three officials. And that never happens. So that was the first immediate sign that something was different about this night. And then once they get the players off, people start booing. And you're thinking to yourself, no, they're, they're, they're doing the right thing, people. We probably shouldn't boo. <laughs> like, like, this is coronavirus related, even though we hadn't confirmed anything yet. Um, but it was just surreal, man. It was unbelievable. Was the boo and yelling louder in person than it was? That lady might have been right on the microphone that was shriek yelling there. <laughs> was, was that what? What was that? An entire arena reaction of boo there, or was it just kind of like spattering boos from people? No, no, it wasn't the whole arena. Um, I think most everybody there was just in shock. Um, I was because I think a, a friend texted me afterwards and said that this person saw a look on my face from like across the arena and said that it looked like I was trying to process everything too. So I think most of the people around just had no idea what was going on. So there, there were boos, but it wasn't a majority by any means. Were the writers expecting something like this potentially happening as opposed to the regular fans, right? I feel like in the reporting world and in the writing world and in the covering world, you kind of have to have a grasp yeah. on everything that's happening. Were you expecting this to potentially happen or it kind of came out of nowhere and kind of caught you by surprise? And then immediately upon it happening, was everybody in the media area like, oh, this is, uh, they're suspending the freaking NBA right now? Well, like, once you get to the game and you see the people start to fill in, you're like, okay, this is going to be business as usual. But, like, the day before, we had heard that in San Francisco they weren't going to uh, allow large gatherings of more than 1,000 people. They were going to um, keep up fans away from the Golden State-Brooklyn game. So we kind of anticipated that it was going to get to that point. But once everybody's in the building, once everybody's going about their normal routine aside from you know no locker room access which we've been you know told about earlier i think i conditioned myself to think that this thing was going to go off as usual the, the only point that i thought whoa this is this is weird this might actually get canceled was what i was talking about when the gm was out the assistant gm was out there and they made the players leave the court that's when it really hit me like holy crap they're gonna they're going to call this game. The reactions from everybody, from GMs and doctors, after the starters had already been announced is what you're saying. And then Mark Cuban, who's an owner of a team, him getting alerted that the NBA was suspending its season. It seems like this decision, although it is unprecedented and very you know, big, seems like it almost came out of nowhere. And it was almost like, hey, this needs to happen immediately. Let's get out of here. Let's keep it moving. What are you hearing from the Oklahoma City Thunder team? We just had Sham Sharani on from the Athletic your guy he's told us that he's hearing the toronto raptors or another team are putting their their players in quarantine for 14 days at their house telling them not to leave not do anything what are you hearing about the potential next couple weeks for the oklahoma city thunder and potentially the rest of the nba you know i, I think it's gonna be they're gonna follow the protocol that that the nba wants them to do like they're, they're really cautious even before any of this coronavirus stuff started happening they're just a cautious organization in general um, they're very cautious about player injuries. They're very cautious about player recovery. 
So I think they're going to take as many precautionary steps as possible. Um, they didn't, from what I understand from some other reporting, including um, oh, ESPN's Royce Young has done a great job on this story, as well as the athletics, Sean Traney and, and, and Tony Jones, my colleagues. Um, the Thunder players weren't tested for the coronavirus last night, um, but they were allowed to leave the arena eventually. They had to stay a little bit longer, but the Jazz players were there a lot longer than anybody else because they were actually getting tested for the coronavirus and, and being uh, put through the necessary protocol. But I think the Thunder are going to take those necessary steps in the next few days to ensure that their their players and their and their staff are safe as well. Eric, I appreciate your time. E- e- one last thing for you: you said Sham Sharania. Sh- did we have I been pronouncing this man's name wrong the, the entire morning? Because I, I felt very. What did you say, Sham Sharania? It, it's probably sure. Let, let's go with your honey. Sure. Let's, let's go with that. Okay. Um, I'm not going to come out here and pretend like I'm the authority on how to say Shams's last name. So um, let's just uh, let's just meet in the middle, or I'll just concede to you since it's your show. You guys do great work. No, no, and, uh, no. Your coworkers. My next my next item of reporting will be to figure out how to say Shams's last name. Hey, he's all over everything, man. Those insiders are a very important piece of our world right now, especially with this. Big thanks to you, Eric. Big thanks to Shram. Big thanks. Thanks for your coverage and stay safe out there, will you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Warren from the Athletic. Good man. I appreciate that mm-hmm. conversation. So sorry for interrupting. I really do apologize. I hope you're enjoying today's show. I do. I hope you're enjoying today's show. I just want to let you know that next door is the hub for everything happening in your neighborhood. Everyone is verified, so your conversations stay private between you and your neighbors. It's available in every single United States neighborhood. Stay in the know with what's going on in your neighborhood, whether it's road repairs, an amazing new ice cream shop, proposed school redistricting. Next door is the best place to hear about it first and a trusted source for local knowledge. Moving to a new area can be daunting, especially if you don't know anyone. Nextdoor can help you do everything from finding new furniture to getting recommendations for a trusted contractor in the area to discovering the best neighborhood takeout to simply meeting helpful neighbors. We live in a world now where not a lot of people are outside of their house experiencing things, meeting people, especially right now. The Nextdoor app is a beautiful hub to get to know your neighbors without having to actually, you know, walk and meet them. It's all in the comfort of your own hand. It's great for building the community. Whether it's helping someone find their lost dog or notifying neighbors about your kid's lemonade stand that's going to be popping up, Nextdoor helps you feel closer and more connected to the people who live closest to you. Make the neighborhood feel like it did way back in the day. You know, when someone would have a question about something and you'd be able to go outside. For me, I used to be able to literally go out on my front porch and scream to most of my neighbors. Literally. Active neighborhood. Everybody knew everybody's business at all times. You know, not always great, but literally everybody was in the know. We were a community. We were a team. And that's what the next door, that's what next door is bringing back into this world. There are so many ways our neighbors can help us. We just need an easier way to connect with them. Nextdoor is a free app that connects you to your local community so you can talk to your neighbors and tap into trusted local knowledge right from your phone. Once again, Nextdoor is in every neighborhood in the United States. 
And neighbors are already working together to build stronger, safer, and happier communities all over the world. For everything that's happening in your neighborhood, there's Nextdoor, the neighborhood hub. So what are you waiting for? The app is free. Go to nextdoor.com forward slash pat to sign up and see what's happening in your neighborhood. Be sure to use the link from our show to sign up so they know that you support our show. Go to nextdoor.com forward slash pat to sign up and see what your neighbors are talking about. Make sure you use the link nextdoor.com forward slash pat. All right, let's get back to the show. A lot of NBA talk, obviously, because they're mm-hmm. suspending their season. Uh, in the first hour, we got a chance to talk to Dan Orlovsky about where potential landing spots are for Tom Brady. Apparently, Bruce Arians and Jason Licht, Light. Light. Jason Light, uh, the general manager of the Buccaneers, and Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are in a full court press for Tom Brady to become a Buccaneer next year. They got weapons. They got a team. You bring Antonio Brown down there. You got a quarterback whisperer, head coach, and also another quarterback whisperer in Clyde Christensen, who's the quarterback coach on there. He's been with Peyton. He's been with Luck. He's been around a long time. That offense, that team, could who made a run this year that nobody expected while their quarterback was throwing 30 interceptions would be a wild, wild move. You automatically jump into Drew Brees' conference, but you don't have to play against Patrick Mahomes in the AFC ever. I mean, this seems like that could potentially happen. The Niners still on the board. The Titans, the Raiders, all these things are still possible with Tom Brady. And how much will COVID-19 affect any of this? I'm not sure any, because what Dan Orlovsky said, technology in 2020 is nice. I assume they'll be FaceTiming with each other. But Tom Brady has a massive decision, and the rest of the free agency pieces kind of fall into place, I think. Yeah, and I almost always forget that Antonio Brown and Tom Brady are now best friends. If you add Antonio Brown to that offense with Godwin and Mike Evans, it I don't think it's an understatement saying that's probably the best wide receiver core that's ever played together. And Bruce Arians will be able to get along with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown probably has already played. Oh, yeah. Yes. At Pittsburgh. Uh, Bruce Bruce might have been there before. Bruce might have been there before. But Bruce Arians is a guy who has... Street cred, he's a guy that is liked by players. He is a guy that, even though he's a, he can be a hard ass every once in a while, Antonio Brown will like him. I assume he'll play well for him. Tom Brady goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, potentially. And they're the Buccaneers. Now, the Raiders said, released a statement that they were willing to pay him $30 million a year or something like that. That got leaked uh, somehow shortly after the UFC fight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers information that's getting leaked from them is like, yep, we're ready to go all in to get Tom Brady. And they have the fourth highest salary cap, as our friend Dan Orlovsky said in the first hour. That team would be fun to watch, good for Tampa Bay to potentially get a squad back because they have been the most losing franchise in NFL history. 0.3 something win percentage. I mean, they are in a bad spot. Bruce was uh, the, the OC for AB's first two years in Pittsburgh and on Schefter's podcast this offseason he said there's too much miscommunication too much diva I like Antonio plays as hard as anybody on Sunday and practice just as hard he's just got to make better decisions off the field be on time do some of those little things see that's a guy that already knows Antonio Brown though he's already worked with Antonio Brown which is probably a big deal for Antonio Brown and I assume they had success together which means Antonio Brown would trust him maybe that would be a perfect fit he knows Antonio Brown though he doesn't know AB it's true. Mm, it's the T.O. Terrell Owens. I think, thing. I mean, I think that's a real thing with A.B. I just got home from, from the NL. NL. He would love to go into the New Orleans Saints division, by the oh. way, since he's not happy that they brought him in for a workout and what he said was a publicity ploy. But if Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Bruce Arians is drawing up plays, they have a good offensive line, Tom Brady's down there, that defense, I mean, 
Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all of a sudden contenders as soon as that happens? I think so. I think so. And that's yeah. what happens when Tom Brady gets in your building. You immediately become contenders. That's why anytime you hear reports that teams aren't interested in Tom Brady, you, you just have to go ahead and say, oh, like this person is lying directly through their teeth. <laughs> all right. I would say, hey, have the greatest weekend of your entire life. But I think with the circumstances, that might be a little bit difficult. But if you have the mindset that, hey, this is all going to be a good story someday, and yes, it sucks right now, and yeah, we can't do a lot of things, and maybe we have to change how we live a little bit here for the next couple weeks or whatever, someday this is going to be a fucking magical story. Remember that. All right. Stay safe out there. We appreciate the hell out of you. If you have time today, I think I'm in the finals of the NIT Podcast Bracket Challenge Championship thing. If you want to go vote. If you have some time, the boys and I would love to potentially win that bracket. It's the NIT. It's a championship for us, though. It's cool with us. FTW.usatoday.com to do that. Um, From all of us to all of you, we love you. We appreciate you. Try to stay positive. Ty Schmidt, please play some independent music.